Hey, it is uh, March 5th. 2020 it's actually thursday night i never record on thursday nights um but since i'm not fancy i'm recording from home the wife's not home she's out late so uh opportunity to do this because some really 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 big stuff happened uh in the past um what 24 48 hours Not only did, Jesus, I think everyone but uh, the guy who would mop the floors after the debates has dropped out of the the race for the the Democratic candidate. And um, other than that, we have a guy who, I think it's a guy, I don't know, it doesn't really matter, guy, girl, whatever, um, getting tested at Rochester General for coronavirus um i went to the uh i went to the cigar lounge on my way home today which i'll talk about in a second but um then i went to wegmans and then target um and people were just loading their carts up with whatever they could for the most part uh i'm not saying that it was like like 2012 or the day after tomorrow where people were just going crazy. But um, it was enough to kind of like they got the tags and stuff that they're putting on shelves saying that they're like out of stock with certain stuff, hand sanitizer. Um, There's surprisingly like I've read a lot of stuff that like hand sanitizer isn't as helpful as washing your hands, um, which I get. But there was a lot of hand soap. That was still at the stores. Um, all the hand sanitizers gone. All the masks are gone. Um, goggles too, for what it's worth, all gone. Um, yeah, I would say a good alternative if you can't buy like safety goggles somewhere would be to um, buy like swimming goggles if you're lucky enough to not have to wear glasses. Um, sorry if you hear the background noise. The dog is scraping at the bed sheets for some reason. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really, I think I might get Pat on a podcast tomorrow. He's going to pop by in the morning. Um, so this is more like just a little casual chat. I got like one of those, um, if anyone's ever shopped at Wegmans, you've probably seen in like where they got the beer and all that stuff. They got like those create your own six packs. And so I just picked up a bunch of like cool looking bottles of stuff. Um, this is a Pacifico. And I've seen it before, but I can't remember where. I think it was at maybe Bitter Honey, but it's all right. It's, it's kind of like Modelo. It kind of tastes like Modelo. It's got a nicer looking label though. It's more rustic. Anyways, um, I, I'm not really concerned, which is funny because you guys have heard me talk for the past few weeks about like being worried about the coronavirus, um, as it's gotten like closer and closer, but now that it may be here, like I was at the store, I was on the phone with my mom just talking to her cause she went there earlier to grab some stuff and, um, 
like she was like, oh, I, ho- I, I hope that if anyone gets sick, it's like me and not you guys. And I was like, you know, like it's really not that big of a deal. Like I'm, I'm young, I'm healthy. Like I don't have any issues. Um, a lot of people that have been getting, getting sick, I guess, have other health issues um, to start with. Um, at least that's what I read. So it could be true, might not. But it would make sense that if something weird like this is going around, that people that are already, you know, have a shitty immune system or just aren't healthy in general uh, would be the ones more likely to, more prone to get sick. I mean, who knows if people are carrying it um, and not getting sick, but man, I don't know. Who knows? Not, not Some doctors don't even know. I think that's the only thing that's really creepy. I mean, flu season comes around and some people get flu shots, some people don't, some people are like, ah, fuck it, it's not that big of a deal, I never get sick, and, like, hopefully this ends up turning into one of those situations, like, it's, you know, maybe a seasonal thing, they come up with a vaccine, uh, you either get it, you don't, whatever, you get sick, you don't, whatever, um, but, I mean, a lot of the fear just comes out of the uncertainty and the just lack of knowledge that the general public has, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not, when I was at the store, like, I was literally standing there, like, with the mindset of, like, okay, if, you know, if someone is sick in Rochester, someone could easily, in the store, have symptoms, and not know it yet, or be sick, and not know it yet, and, like, I was just really, just casual about it, like, I wasn't freaking out, um, which is kind of odd. So like, I, I, I feel like it's like one of those things, like as it gets closer, you kind of start to make your mind up. Um, some people are on the fence about it still, or some people are just kind of like really still nonchalant about it. And it's like, you know what, like good for you. Um, if you get sick, I guess it's like a, I told you so, but, um, not to be a dick, but yeah. So I was at work today and I was told that Elizabeth Warren, I can't see my keyboard here. I got to turn the brightness up. I type in Eliza and it pops up. Um, she ended her campaign. I'm not sure why. Let's find out. Um, but it's like, I feel like everyone except for Biden, who's left now? Biden, Bernie, and Klobuchar. And Steyer, but I mean, Steyer's the next one to drop out, I think. Uh, either that or he'll just stick around to the end and be like, kind of like the Gary Johnson of the whole thing. Um, Buzzy, just lay down, buddy. You don't need to scratch at it. I don't know why dogs scratch at stuff before they lay down. Like, he, he goes ham on our bed, and he'll spin around like 20 times and then lay down. And then he's just out. Um, anyways... Um, Elizabeth Warren dropped out and it seems like it just as more people, okay, so I'm like, not to be conspiracy theory guy, but I think it's really weird that like Hillary announces she's going to be doing a podcast in the spring. God only knows what it's going to be about. I hope she has Epstein on. Um, but this is just like, she's going to get a podcast. Then all these people start dropping out of the race um, people are supporting Biden, um, Klobuchar and Buttigieg, Buttigieg, 
uh, endorsed Joe Biden on Monday. Wait, did Klobuchar drop out? I didn't know that she did. Did she? Um, hold on a minute. Let me let me just Google this really quick because I didn't know that Klobuchar dropped out. Maybe she didn't. Oh, she did. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Um, and Gabbard's still in the race, I guess, but she's just not getting the coverage that she should be. She was, especially after she murked Kamala Harris on live television. Um, but I guess there's a whole thing where like she got fucked by Google and a bunch of other shit. Um, I don't think that we should have a president. I think that they should all just drop out, and then every time they ask someone to be president, they just go, yeah, I don't think so. We should have like a, a panel of really smart people from all around the world, like philosophers and astrophysicists and economists and scientists and like teachers and just a bunch of people like that. And just, they don't even need to like sit at the same table together. Just fucking do a zoom video call and be like, Hey guys, what should we do about this? And then just have like, you know, 20 of the best minds in the country. Just talk about it and be like, you know, this is what we'll do. Um, <clears throat> Jocko Willink could be our uh, our foreign policy advisor. That'd be amazing. Um, you know, I, I just don't... I, I, I feel like it just doesn't make sense anymore with all the people that we have in the world and all the accessibility, the communication that we have just at like a, a single moment's notice. Um it just doesn't seem necessary that we have like one person calling all the shots. And I get that. It's like, it's not, um, just one guy. We have, you know, checks and balances and all that shit and all that. I'm just a bill, but, um, it just doesn't seem, is this okay? I thought that my interface wasn't on. Um, I, I just don't think that we need a president. I mean, I'll still vote for someone. And honestly, like, if it came down to, like, Bernie and Biden, I would prefer Bernie over Biden just because Biden, I think he's he's just senile. I mean, when I watched the, the last debate that they had, I think it was in Vegas, he just seemed like so, like, he. it sounded like he was slurring his words and he was just old and old and like he called his wife the other day like his sister and the whole thing where he bit her finger and the thing where he's talking about like like cockroaches or whatever and like kids playing with like his leg hair like just watching all that stuff it's like we really have people that like are are okay with this guy and it's kind of like he's riding the whole fact maybe that he was like obama's vp that he's still relevant but like holy fuck I, I mean, maybe if he was the guy that he was like six, eight years ago, that'd be one thing. I apologize if there's noise again. My dog is licking himself. Buddy. Hey. Okay. Um, if he was the guy that he was like eight years ago, maybe, but I don't know. And with me, when it comes to electing a president, like when I looked in 2016, when it was between Gary Johnson Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, I said, like, 
we just can't have a dude like Trump just running his mouth about stuff all the time, which I mean, look how it's turned out. Um, it's not horrible, but it's like, it's not great at all. Um, Hillary was just very scary. Um, and then Johnson was just like, he messed up with that whole, like, what is Aleppo thing? Um, and I, I feel like that was a giant eye opener as to maybe he doesn't know, you know, all of the issues, but I mean, do any of the candidates right now really know about any of the issues that we have like domestic overseas? Um, it just seems like they all just kind of go out and say, you know, this is what I'm about and this is how I relate to you. It, it doesn't even seem like they talk much about policy or the issues anymore. It's just more about the, you know, I'll give you more money. I'll make sure you can go to the doctor. Uh, and that's that. Um, and it just seems like they just kind of let people hear what they want to hear. I, I really didn't think, you know, when I thought about it, you know, the president, they, they have advisors, they have a cabinet, they have, you know, Congress, Senate, whatever. Um, and these people all, you know, they have advisors and they have briefings and they have meetings probably nonstop all day, every day. Um, and so when Gary Johnson slipped up on the whole Aleppo thing, I was like, you know what? He's like a small town. He was like a small town mayor or governor or something at the time. And it's like, maybe he just didn't know. And like, that's okay. Like you have advisors and a cabinet and, and aides for that reason. So they can tell you like, Hey, this is what's going on. And you know, then you all work together to figure out the best way to approach a situation. I thought when it just came to like a, like a being a person that he was the best choice because he just seemed like a decent dude. Like if you were at a lake house, just having a drink with someone, like who would you want it to be? Um, if I wanted to watch someone make fun of people at like a, a, a block party, then yeah, I would, I would have picked Trump. Um, and if I wanted to <clears throat> watch someone like slip stuff into people's drinks, I would have picked Hillary. Um, but I just picked Johnson because he seemed like just a decent guy, um, like really laid back, really, you know, this is what I'm about. This is what I believe in. Um, this is what I think is not going great right now. And he just seemed like a normal dude. So... I was like, yeah, I'll vote for that guy. I mean, the choices were all horrible. Um, so you kind of got to pick the best one. I think that I would do the same thing in uh, uh, November um, when we vote. Um, I, I, I honestly have no idea if it's going to be Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden. I think that after Bernie cleaned house at the, the past few caucuses that they had... Um, and then I guess Joe claimed this most recent, um, I don't know, whatever it was, I don't care. Um, I just think that's very weird. All these people are dropping out supporting him, even though he's clearly not all there. Um, very concerning to me. So I think that they're just trying to screw Bernie again. I think that he should have been the candidate in 2016, but he wasn't as powerful as Hillary. Um, so it didn't work out. I mean, he's literally just like fighting tooth and nail to get a nomination. Um, and, you know, he's doing better now. But 
he's doing better now than he was in 2016, but it looks like they're trying to maybe screw with him again. Um, that's just how it seems to me. Um, kind of odd that not a single one of these candidates has endorsed him so far. Hopefully he teams up with Tulsi Gabbard. I heard Joe Rogan um, say that a few times on his podcast, that that would be a really good combo. Um, so, you know, who knows? Um, Bloomberg was going to pick Hillary as his running mate, and he dropped out um, probably after she sent him a text message asking him to. Uh, I, I feel like when they had the last Democratic debate, Hillary's just going to come out of the middle of the stage, like on a platform, like at a Kanye West concert, um, and just like announce that she's running again. She's got the cash to kind of enter whenever she wants, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and people, for some odd reason, would still want to vote for her. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, if it was, let me see who's running third party. Who is running third party? Party 2020. Okay, let's see here. Um, Wikipedia? Nope. Ballotpedia? Let's see here. Yeah, I don't know who these people are. <sighs> let's see. Oh, Jesus. Um... This is a very, very sloppy. Um, yeah, this is a very sloppy spreadsheet. It says that Bernie's running third party. He's, he's not. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't know who any of them are, and I don't know who, like, what they're about. I see Gary's not in there. He doesn't have any traction like he did um, four years ago. Honestly, and I know this is going to piss some people off because they all think that like socialism is a real possible thing that like someone could just eat up your whole paycheck and give it to people. Um, and that everyone makes like the same amount of money and all that shit. But honestly, like that's what the whole checks and balances thing is about. Um, and so like I'm not worried about it if I had to pay like a little more tax so I wouldn't have to drive through fucking potholes and have to pay for healthcare, like I don't give a fuck. So um, I would definitely vote for Bernie over Trump. If it was between Biden and Trump though, Biden makes me nervous just because I feel like he should be eating pudding at a nursing home um, right now. So I'm, I'm, I just wouldn't vote for him. And that doesn't mean that I would pick Trump um, just because I wouldn't. Um, I, I think that we just need to fucking mellow out when it comes to all this political stuff and people need to just relax. Um, it's, it's, it's really not as big of a deal as we all want it to be. Um, so yeah, I would say that I, I would vote for Bernie over Trump. I would pick Bernie over Biden. Um, I, I do pick Bernie over Biden. Um, and yeah. And if it was Biden and Trump, I don't know what I would do. I probably just wouldn't vote, honestly. And you could say that, like, if I don't, if you don't vote, you don't have a right to complain and all that stuff. And that's that's all great, but like, you know, I pay taxes. I could bitch about stuff. And like, it, if I don't have anyone good to pick, like, 
why why is there like some unwritten rule that like I need to vote? Um, you know, it's like, do you want me to shoot you in the face or set you on fire? It's like, well, I'm gonna probably die either way, so uh, neither. Um, that's how I look at it. It's like you don't need to like if if you really got just horrible choices and you don't want to pick either of them, like you don't want to waste your time going to the polls to vote for someone that you don't have respect for or faith in, like, just don't do it. It's not that big of a deal. And if people do ask you who you voted for, just say, eh, I don't want to talk about it. They don't need to know that you didn't vote. And it's not that big of a deal, really, seriously. Um, if you contribute to the world and pay taxes and are a good person, you can complain about whatever you want. Um, there's people that don't contribute anything to the world and all they do is complain. Um, so I think you got a right if you take a, a pass on the election just because the choices are bad. Um, I probably would have done the same thing in 2016 if Gary Johnson wasn't running. So, yeah. Because um, then every time they do something dumb, I would just feel responsible for it, you know? Be like, this is partly my fault. Kind of like if, if you give a friend a ride somewhere and they do something dumb, you're like, well, if I didn't give them a ride, they would have never done this. They would have never been able to do it. Um, but I mean, you call Bernie a communist all you want, um, all that stuff. But I mean, even if he is, he's not going to be able to pull any of that shit off without Congress snapping on him. Because um, I mean, they're all probably really sensitive about how much money's in their pockets. So, I mean, that's why they are where they are. So I wouldn't worry about it too much, guys. Um, you know, plus we'd have an older guy, kind of like a grandpa figure in the office. Um, like a more chill grandpa, not one that always goes around yelling at you, talking about how things used to be. Um, yeah. But let us talk about... Oh, yeah, so I was saying that I went to... Um, I don't think I said this. I was going to record... And then I didn't, I got sidetracked with something. Um, we went to, I went out to breakfast last week. Um, and when we were out, Shane proposed the idea of going to get a cigar. And we went to this place. I think I've talked about it before because I love it there so much. Um, and Henrietta called Elite Cigar and Smoke Shop. And they got a bunch of the, the, uh, stuff for the the kids like the vapes and the cbd and everything but they have um a walk-in humidor with a pretty decent selection um cohibas punch um nubs all the good stuff all the good stuff high-end stuff low-end stuff expensive stuff cheap stuff um kind of like a little bit of everything um but they have a lounge and it's a really really nice lounge and it's like sectioned off from the shop so it kind of just feels like you're sitting in like your friend's fancy like Florida room almost when you're in the lounge. Um, and I think they knocked another wall down and like built onto it because there was another room there that I hadn't seen before where they got like lockers and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like promoting them. But no, I'm just saying um, I love it there. And it's like my, my go-to shop. But we were there... Um, just talking for like like two hours and 
I think that it's so, and I was having this conversation with Shane earlier, and I feel like we have this conversation every once in a while. Like, it's good to have, like, things in your life that allow you to just relax. Um, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, having a drink, going to a lounge, um, going on a hike, working out. Like, I, I think that all that stuff is just so important, especially with how crazy everything is now. Um, I just figured out how to move this microphone stand, by the way, so... Sorry if my, my hand gets on the microphone here. Um, I, I noticed like the past few things I recorded, I was like, if I would move in the chair that the audio was like, would dip in and out a little bit. It would still be there like clear, but it would be like more faint than it was. So I'm trying to keep the microphone the same distance from my face if I move in my chair. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I I, I feel like it, it's just important to have those things um, and not resort to those things, but know that you can kind of not like a time of boredom, but in like a time of just, you know, I got everything done. All the work is done. I've done everything I can. Like, let me just relax. And then you go to a cigar lounge with your friends and just smoke and have a conversation and laugh. Um, it's just so like everything after that, like the rest of your day is just really relaxed. It's so nice. Um, and I guess I'm kind of doing that right now just with me and the dog. Um, I think that, you know, everything is so, when we look at like the internet, you go on Instagram, Twitter, not Facebook really mainly just Instagram actually solely Facebook no solely Instagram Jesus what am I saying <clears throat> uh, I think and I've said this so many times that there's just so much um, you know so many people that like it seems like they're always on vacation and always getting new stuff and it, it seems like we're in this age still where we try to like make people jealous of the life that we try to pretend that we have. And I just don't get it. I don't get why people think they have to live their life for, I don't know what it is. If it's validation, trying to impress other people, um, like some sort of accolade or like a merit badge or something. Um, I just don't get that. And like, I, I think it's nice where you can just go and just turn all that stuff off and just not look at that shit for an hour or two and just, just talk. It, like talking is very, and that's why I like doing the show. Cause not only do I get to like kind of talk and like speak through my own thoughts quite a bit. Like when I do have the opportunity to talk to somebody on the show, it's like, it's more than just like they come in, they sit down, I turn on the microphone and we talk. It's like, we're talking like weeks before we're meeting up for coffee or drinks and talking then 
um, they come over, we're talking before when I'm getting everything set up and testing the mics out. And then even when I'm done, um, and I'm like snipping the audio and everything, um, and getting everything saved, like we're just talking that entire time. It's like, it's incredibly underrated. Um, and I think that's why it's important that people do something like this, or you have, you know, pay that, that, what is it? 10, 12, 15 bucks, whatever a month for like a a square space where you can just create a platform that you can own, even if you don't want to like do anything with it, just something. So like more people can get their thoughts and their words and their not feelings, but you know, their, their opinions on things out just so other people can listen and, and try to maybe figure out something that they're stuck on. Cause it's like, it's not like I'm a fancy guy and it's not like I do anything important at all other than, you know, be a husband and like a, a a brother and a son and all that. Um, I mean, it's not like I'm doing anything that's incredibly crucial to, you know, the, the way that the world operates. Um, but I, I think that it's important that we have opinions about stuff and that we're able to find an outlet to express those opinions and those ideas and kind of be able to work them out and figure out who we are and allow other people to kind of know who we are. Um, I mean, I've had people message me that I went to school with um, and just say, you know, nice things, positive things. Um, and it's just cause of this show. And I just think having like a, a way of communication is just so crucial. Um, it's very difficult sometimes to, you know, want to just reach out to someone and talk. Um, and I'm not saying like therapy or anything like that. I'm just saying like in general, just cause it's become so foreign as to how, like the idea that you could just pick up your phone and like call somebody is very strange. Like th- there's certain people right now, like th- that I'm even thinking of, like even, even I have like a bias towards it where like if someone tried to call me right now and I saw it, I'm like, okay, it's like seven thirty on a Thursday. Like, why is this person calling me? Um, like if it was one of my like really close friends or my wife or a family member or something like that's, that's one thing. Um, but I mean, certain people it's like, it almost like you have calling hours almost for people like you can call me between the hours of, um, you know, I, I just think that it's important to kind of embrace this idea, especially with young people, because old people, you know, boomers, whatever you want to call them, um, people over like the age of like 40 something, they just think that we're so like stuck to our phones. Um, and you know, I, I just think that we, as a generation, um, you know, I'd say most of us, not, not most of us, but a good, a a decent portion of us grew up in a time where like we had a little bit of everything. I remember when the dial up guy would run across my computer screen and it would take like a year to open up Microsoft Word. Um, 
and then it seemed like only a few years later, um, we had like touchscreen phones and like, I, I remember like Bluetooth speakers when Bluetooth speakers were the shit and everyone was trying to get one just cause it seemed like some new thing. And now it's like, okay, you have a Bluetooth speaker, but like the one that you have is whack. Like this one's way better. Um, even like AirPods, like people who have old AirPods, like people are giving me shit because I have like the first edition or the first gen AirPods and not like the new ones. Um, like it's just a thing. Like we're very materialistic and it's like, it seems like we have the things that we have because we want to not have those things and not use them for what they could do for us or how they can make our life easy or, you know, let us live like a life that we want to, but it's like, I think that it's very weird to try to flex and like post pictures of like the shit that you have. Um, and like the, the life that you live. I mean, yeah, if you go on like, like a vacation, that's cool. And like, while you're on vacation, like, yeah, share it with us if you want to, but like, it's not something that you got to post about for the whole year, especially when it starts snowing here. And all that take me back bullshit, like that's just so annoying. And no one really cares. Um, They just pretend to because, I don't know. It's like unexplainable. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't understand the, the culture of like, you know, just the materialistic aspect of it. Um. I understand everything else. Like I'm part of the generation. I've lived in it. I've done it. I haven't done it. I've seen it. I backed away from it. Everything. Um, so I get it. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. People are weird. People, people do weird stuff for weird reasons. Um, yeah. I like this microphone stand. I want to get mounts though. I think I want to get another one of these desks. Um, just to, you know, open up the area a little more. Um, hold on a minute. What is this? Oh, this is old. Wait a minute. Joe Rogan completely destroyed another comic's career in 10 minutes. March 5th. That's today. This was written today. What the fuck is this? Carlos Mencia and Joe Rogan were both working towards similar goals in the comedy world around the same time. Two comedians both frequented one of the Los Angeles' biggest comedy clubs. Mencia's comedy career seemed to be on the right path until an encounter with Rogan one evening. What was the single event that ultimately brought Mencia's career to an end? He was stealing people's jokes, wasn't he? I think he stole like one of Joe Rogan's buddies' jokes, and he went up on stage and like bitched him out about it, like right in front of a whole crowd. Um, I remember when Mind of Mencia was on TV. Um, Mencia began his comedy career in the later part of the 80s. Oddly enough, his decision to change his name from Ned to Carlos really helped comedian launch his career into successful terrain. Uh, this is from CheatSheet.com, by the way. Mencia hoped that by changing his name, he would be more accepted and popular within the Latino comedian scene at the time. His decision seemed to pay off, and Mencia began touring with other Latino comedians such as Pablo Francisco. HBO even selected Mencia as the host of Loco Slam, an HBO special dedicated to showcasing Latino comedians. 
in 2002, his HBO special resulted, okay, I don't care what he did. What, why the, what the fuck is the headline about? After what appeared, okay, bah, 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 bah. So why is he, he's so irrelevant and unheard of as today, in today's day and age. Uh, Carlos Mencia's troubling reputation as a comedian. Things started to become quite hairy for Mencia around 2006. Even though the first season of Mind of Mencia was an overall hit, it should still be noted that not everything was smooth sailing for Mencia on the show. He did receive some criticism insinuating that the setup and concept of Mind of Mencia had an uncanny resemblance to Chappelle's show. I would agree with that. Um, I don't remember it that well, but I, I remember that. Um... In 2007, George Lopez called him out for stealing 13 minutes of material and having the audacity to include it in his HBO special. Yeah. Ari Shafir, another fellow. I saw that stuff that Ari said, um, joking about when Kobe died, and I think it was just wrong. Um, just like the global impact that Kobe Bryant had. Um, I think this is my first time talking about this on the on the podcast. I think that the, the global impact that he had on on sports on people on business on adults kids anyone everyone um you know i i think that's that's one of those things that and one of those people that you just shouldn't you know touch um when when and if something like that happens um especially the fact that he died with his daughter um, and a whole other family. Um, anyways, uh, another fellow comedian confronts Mencia on stage at the comedy store about a joke he claimed Mencia stole from him when Shafir was opening for Mencia. Uh, though Mencia tries to shut down the accusations, the evidence in Shafir's testimony speaks for itself. Mencia's reputation as a thief was quickly building, just like Amy Schumer's, I think. I think. I've seen videos online where she's stolen stuff. Um, could just be coincidence, but who knows? Unfortunately, the complaints and allegations didn't end there. Mencia's biggest blow up was yet to come. And then there's a YouTube video here that I've definitely seen this one before. Joe Rogan's infamous incident with Carlos Mencia. Um, it was Rogan. Ugh, sorry, I'm yawning. I've been up since three. Uh, it was Rogan who initiated the f infamous confrontation that would ultimately bring Mencia's action to light for once and for all. I thought it was once and for all, not for once and for all. Uh, Rogan took upon himself to confront Mencia on stage in the comedy store in 07. Rogan used this time to put Mencia on blast for all the jokes he's stolen from countless comedians over the years. Once again, Mencia tries to shut down the conversation, but between Rogan's overwhelming amount of evidence and the engaging crowd, Mencia never really stood a chance. Um, yeah. And I guess it was kind of over after that. It looks like I didn't know that he completely just m ruined his career. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. However, as the facts and trends show, Rogan's career did end up reaching much higher levels of success than he could have ever imagined. I he always talks about it. he never thought that the the podcast would get as big as it did. Um, but I mean, the guy just likes he's a curious dude, and like he has conversations with everyone. I listened to a four hour um, podcast that he did with, um, I can't remember who it was, two musicians, Gary Clark Jr. and this, I think it was Suzanne Santo. I could be wrong. Um, but it was like, it was funny and like they were drunk and I think high and, 
like you could just talk about so much and then you can have like a doctor on or like some like biochemist or biohacker whatever and like just the variety is like that is something that I strive to get um you know down the road with this show um just because I said you know I I love the conversation aspect so much and just you know as much as I kind of am starting to enjoy oh god there's dogs out behind my house it's okay buddy go back to bed it's okay um, I said this a few weeks ago, how I wasn't crazy about doing like these solo, just me talking at you, um, type of podcasts. I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it. Um, you know, especially when I'm more mellowed out and don't have like a plethora of energy, plethora, endless amount, let's say whatever, um, of energy because it's just more enjoyable. And, um, you know, I, I like talking to other people and just being able to, like, stare at them as they say stuff. Um, the, the only thing that, like, I kind of want to work on is maybe... And I don't know what the best way to do this would be. Because um, the thing is with people at least as of right now that I talk to the conversation can go anywhere and sometimes I'm not ready for where it goes and so I find it hard to follow up with something that's being said um that's happened a number of times and I'm sure if I go back and listen to stuff that I I could point it out every time with no problem um I'm sure that you could do the same if you listen back but um, that's, that's the one thing that I really want to work on. And I, I think that a lot of it just comes down to being more relaxed. Um, we've all done a presentation or something before where we get all kind of nervous right before it's our turn to, uh, start talking. And I wouldn't say that it's nervousness at all. I'm not nervous when I do a show, um, with someone or if, if I'm alone, but I find it a lot easier to just chat when I'm relaxed. Um, and I'll keep that in mind going forward. Um, and if, if I'm not like energetically, um, in like a relaxed state, you know, say I record tomorrow, um, you know, figure out a way to get there. Um, you know, just for the benefit of not just the conversation, but, um, you know, just the, the listening as well. Cause I mean, it's, I don't really think of it as, I mean, when I'm doing this, like I'm, I'm very aware of the fact that I have a microphone like eight inches away from my face. Um, it's not like I can blur it out at all of just my view. But, um, when I'm talking to someone else, it's almost like, they're not there. Um, I kind of have to maintain like my laptop just to make sure that everything is running and like nothing crashes. But other than that, it's like if the microphone's here and I know that it's here, I can just sit across the table from someone and I say words to them and they say words back to me and I ask them something about what they said and like it just, you know, it's just a back and forth and it's really smooth. 
Um, at least I really, really want it to be. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to talk about the coronavirus um, in this just because, like, I think I've kind of, uh, you know, done all I can with that. Um, it's kind of funny, though, because as the weeks have gone on, it's just gotten closer and closer and closer to where I live. <laughs> um, and I mean, you know, it started in China. And I think that that's when I started talking about it, it was like kind of right when it kicked off. Um, and now it's like, literally, I think I think it's in every, on every continent, they said, except for Antarctica. Um, and, you know, all the 10 people that live up there are probably good. Um, but, yeah, it's it's crazy to see kind of how no one cared at first and how people were just kind of like following it passively just to um, kind of see what happened. But now that it, it's here, it's like you can see it on like some people's faces. Like when I was at the store, um, that they, they kind of have like that. I wish I would have like gotten ready sooner. Um, and it's very silly to think that like bad things could ever happen. Um, but the unfortunate part is, you know, sometimes bad things do get closer to us than we would like them to. And, um, we have to be more reactive um, in that case than we would be proactive. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that for the majority, um, if if you're a healthy person and you don't have any pre-existing conditions, immune issues, anything like that, and I, I'm just saying this as like a person that's read a lot and watched a lot of shit on the internet about it. Um, I'm not a PhD. I'm not an expert on anything that has to do with the health or illness of a person. Um, this is just my opinion, but I don't think that it's going to be that bad, um, in the U S even if there was an outbreak, I think that, um, we would be able to, I don't know, take care of whoever's got it bad. Um, but I, I think that this is going to be, a learning experience for a lot of people when it comes to um, just general preparedness about stuff. Um, you know, and I think it's something that we should be not paranoid about because I kind of felt paranoid at first. Um, and everyone was, you know, people were saying to me, like, it, it's in China, like, what's it be? And then, you know, it was in China. And then all of a sudden, it's in California. And people were like, it's on the other side of the country. What's the big deal? And then not 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 two weeks later, it's, you know, possibly in the county that we live in. Um, and it's just very, it's strange, it's uncomfortable, it's, it's unknown. Like I said, I could have been at the store earlier and someone might have had it. I might have walked right by them. Um, and you just, with this thing, um, as it looks to me, it's just like you don't know. Um, and the, the people that are sick, some of them, 
Don't know. Um, someone could have gotten sick today and they won't know for two weeks. And then, you know, who have they seen, sneezed, coughed on, on accident since then? Um, yeah. With all that said, I have no idea why they wrote that fucking article about Joe Rogan ruining Mencia's career one hour ago. This happened in 2007. Why write an article about it in 2020? Um, anyways, guys, girls, whoever, I'm going to uh, talk to you tomorrow, definitely. Um, have a good night. Enjoy your Friday. It's the, the last day of the work week for everyone. So enjoy. I'll talk to you soon.